You need, being such a small community here, you definitely need to have that reputation as being good quality and trustworthy, especially in, a, you know, builders. Typically that, you know, it's, it's a hard sell sometimes in, in making sure that someone trusts you 100%. Um, but I do think that with the digital world as well, you can really build that reputation of people seeing behind the scenes and getting to know you a little bit more personally which was never we weren't really able to do that before you can't really show the you know what goes on in a build behind the door on a paper ad <laughs> welcome to beyond the tools the podcast that helps contractors attract more leads grow their business and finally get off the tools in each episode, you'll discover marketing tactics that work. You'll get actionable insights from other successful contractors and connect with experts to help you grow. I'm your host, Crystal Hobbs, owner of a social media agency that helps contractors attract and convert more leads. Get ready to take your business to the next level so you can finally enjoy the fruits of your hard labor. Ready? Let's go. Have you ever struggled with your marketing and sales processes? For a lot of us as business owners, we may not be super structured people. (laughs) So I know this is something that's really common that perhaps you're missing certain pieces or you feel like you don't have everything crystal clear for all of your team to be able to implement. Or maybe you're just not providing this amazing customer experience that you know will help fuel your word of mouth. In today's episode, I'm super excited to introduce you to Lauren Mills. Lauren comes from a background in film and storytelling, and with her marketing experience, joining a home building team, she's really been able to create this incredible customer experience, right from the first ad that they see from new Victorian homes to when they're actually custom building and designing a home for someone. Lauren brings an incredible perspective and insight into how buyers look for homes in 2020, how important it is to have multiple touch points and to really show the process behind home building even if that means exposing some of your trade secrets. If you have ever had questions about your marketing and sales process, this episode is amazing. And I've had the pleasure of working with Lauren and with the new Victorian Homes team for the last few months. And it's incredible to see how they continue to grow and evolve and keep on top of everything that's going on in the industry. So let's dive right in and hear more from Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Thanks so much for being on the show. Hey, Crystal. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. So Lauren, I think your background is so interesting and you have such an amazing expertise in marketing and sales. And I can't wait to talk about it. But I do want to go back a little bit because you're from England originally, yeah, and you have a background in film, but now you're working as the marketing and sales manager for Home Builder in Newfoundland, Canada. Yeah, how did that happen? <laughs> it's a little bit crazy. <laughs> it is definitely. Um, 
I always wanted to be here, but I didn't think it would happen. Uh, but basically, my grandfather was a Newfoundlander. So I spent a lot of time here as a child. I actually never met him, but my mom had a huge affinity with him and making sure that she was still connected to where he was from. Right. So they, my parents actually had a cabin here when I was born and we would come here for every vacation. So every Easter, summer, Christmas was spent here. So for England, it was really just my schooling as far as my memories go. All my fun time was here. I kind mm. of felt like Newfoundland was my Disneyland. I um, was an only child. So big imagination and would often you know wander into the woods and sit down with my pots and pans and pretend I had a fire on the go (laughs) (laughs) and that's what I remember that really clearly you know chopping down your own Christmas tree was just something that didn't happen in England so right I loved it here that's so cool so let's dive in a little bit into the home building industry. And I know, Lauren, that a lot of builders and a lot of companies in the home services industry really struggle with marketing and sales. So, you know, New Victorian Homes, the company that you work for, has been in business 28 years now, which is amazing. Yeah. Obviously, you guys have seen a ton of different changes in the industry. How do you think buyers have changed how they shop for a home or how they look for a home? Yeah, it's changed. Obviously, I've only been in here a year or more now, but I have seen and got to realize how things were marketed in the past and what the buyers look like and what they look like now is really, really different. Um, So traditionally, builders, you know, build homes of course um, but they don't traditionally market themselves especially not in Newfoundland it's usually through uh, a real estate brokerage and agents and they would typically you know back in the day and, and through 2000s and early, you know, early in this decade would solely rely on posting it on uh, MLS and putting ads in papers maybe some tv but really more network you know agents would come with their own clients um, or get to know different buyers through uh, their network of agents as well right so that was typically how it was done especially for new victorian homes as well and it still is to this day um but it's become a real what i like to call more of a shotgun effect now that buyers are in lots of different places their attention is everywhere and that kind of is shown you know with all of our lives that our attention spans are just not where they were maybe a decade ago even five years ago you know we're constantly scrolling so a lot of buyers are now in the digital world for sure Um, and they're finding us on social media platforms more and more and we have really shifted gears probably in the last two to three years definitely this year in terms of how what we focus on to get buyers to look at us and where we spend our time and money and advertising as well right yeah so i mean i know you know with a lot of clients that i speak to especially if they're new to marketing a lot of them depend on referrals which is awesome and obviously yes. you want to have a good reputation and for people to know that you do great work and for referrals to be coming in but it's a lot more difficult to depend on referrals to run your business 
100%. And I think, you know, you need, being such a small community here, you definitely need to have that reputation as being good quality and trustworthy, especially in, a, you know, builders. Typically that, you know, it's, it's a hard sell sometimes in, in making sure that someone trusts you 100%. Um, but I do think that with the digital world as well, you can really build that reputation of people seeing behind the scenes and getting to know you a little bit more personally which was never we weren't really able to do that before you can't really show the you know what goes on in a build behind the door on a paper ad (laughs) yeah absolutely so now that you know buyers have more transparency and they're able to research you and they're looking on instagram and pinterest and doing all this research How do you think that has changed their expectations? Expectations has completely changed, um, especially when there was the boom here, sort of in new home construction around 2008, 2012. Houses, you know, we couldn't get them up quick enough. There was lines and subdivisions for people to buy houses. It was crazy, but they weren't really so concerned with what was inside the house from a design perspective. You know, as long as it, met their budget and it was, you know, a new home, It they weren't bringing ideas to the table in terms of, you know, I've seen this in a magazine, I, I want this look. But now I find with, especially with Instagram and first-time home buyers, people know what they want because they are seeing it on their feeds all the time. Right. Yeah, more so with Instagram because Facebook I find is more, you know, you build your news feed really with your friends and maybe a few businesses that you like but with instagram you're following hashtags and if so, so if someone is looking at you know building a new home or they're interested in, in a new home their first time in general they're probably following you know hashtag home decor or you know that sort of thing so they're seeing a right. range of different styles and looks and so when they come to us, they already have a concept in their head of what they really want the interior to look like. Not so much the exterior. Um, they kind of, I feel like they come to us um, by seeing a range of our homes and they, they like that. But the interior, they haven't seen from us. So they're getting that from their Instagram, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's really interesting, you know, when, and I know you've mentioned this before, that sometimes homeowners or potential homeowners are looking at, you know, these million dollar homes and they're coming in for their first home and they have, you know, all these dreams of what they want to do. So how do you work with them to give them what they want? And have you had to adjust how you guys design homes? For sure. I think uh, we do a really good job. Our business has been built on giving the customer what they want so we really will create whatever you want, but everyone has a budget. Right. So we find out really early on what that budget is and we make a wish list with the customer. But Ian, our general manager, is really good at, at being upfront. Like he's not going to lead anyone down a path and say that they can have this. And when he knows from the beginning that it's not going to work for their budget. So he'll go through that wish list with them and say, you know, this is probably doable, but this isn't. Right. And we really steer them and narrow down and we work on their allowances with them. So each home that we build has an allowance for flooring, kitchen, that sort of thing. If they want to have something that they've seen on Instagram that we know is a bit more expensive, we'll 
we'll wiggle things around to make sure that maybe they have some extra money for their kitchen and less for the flooring. So it's really customizable in terms of even their budget and how they spend that. But then, you know, they work with our vendors very closely and they can bring in pictures and ideas that they like. And the vendors, like the kitchen, uh, people that we use and the plumbers, that sort of thing, we'll work with them to figure out exactly what they can get that's close to what they want but for their budget. Awesome. Yeah. And it sounds like, I mean, obviously being in the business for 28 years, you guys have really nailed that process and that customer experience. Once somebody is like, hey, I want to build a home with you guys, you can really work with them to customize things. For sure. Definitely. And I I do think the industry as well, you know, we've got that IKEA situation on the go as well, where a lot of um, things that are higher end new trends do trickle down and become more affordable that there's you know there's black windows potentially a few years ago were a lot you know maybe more expensive because people weren't having them as demand goes up they become cheaper um Mm -hmm. so they're still more expensive than white windows but it's more accessible so i think by the time someone goes to build their first home as well there are cheaper options of what they want yeah Very cool. So I'd love to talk a little bit about the growth of the company. And obviously, there have been some major challenges in the housing market over the last few years. I mean, everybody's kind of going through everything with COVID plus, you know, changes in the economy. For sure. So what have you guys done from a marketing and sales perspective to allow you to keep growing? To keep growing, I think you really have to have your ear to the ground and figure out what is next in terms of trends. So we do tend to look, Newfoundland is a little bit behind um, the rest of Canada in terms of trends. We look to Edmonton and Albert, you know, out west a little bit more. Then it comes sort of to Halifax and then we start taking what they're building and bring it here, hopefully before anyone else. Right in terms of you know the different actual layout of houses the exterior and what buyers are really really looking for so that's one element of it is trying to stay ahead of the trends and also be marketing ourselves more so we've put a lot of emphasis this year on really marketing our brand and uh, new victorian homes has an unusual name which for a little while there we thought maybe hindered us people think we only build victorian homes <laughs> right yeah <laughs> but that that has you know we've toyed with the idea of getting rid of that name but we are really established with our customers already and the referral so that was important to keep and with the industry and the agents but we've really tried to communicate the story behind the brand and how it all started so we've built you know more of a brand around that on our website and just using social media to show that behind the scenes so people can really get to know the brand more rather than just seeing the listings out there in the paper. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I know you guys have done a really good job of being on multiple channels and having different ways to connect with buyers and to generate leads. What are some of the tactics that have really worked for you guys? Yeah, so we still obviously keep the traditional um, having our signage is really important, people driving around and, and seeing things. So we're, we're still listing with agents and that's really important. But we are now shifting our own in-house marketing spending 
towards uh, Facebook ads and lead generation, which has been huge for us because we have in the sort of the last two years had more of a presence digitally on Facebook and Instagram in particular. And we have seen some results from just traditional ads or content marketing, but we've never really been able to track that and see exactly how we can convert that into sales and, and see it, you know, like a real pipeline of, okay, someone actually saw us on Facebook and it led to a sale. So with the lead generation, we have been using that now for the last three to four months. And it really shows just how much interest and uh, we are getting from people viewing our content digitally mm-hmm. on Facebook and Instagram. And that is how we are getting buyers through the door. Yeah, that's super cool. And I know, you know, working together, it's been pretty awesome to see how on top of the sales process you are in particular, (laughs) you know, and seeing all the leads come in and then the follow up that comes from that. How important do you think that follow up is? It's so, so important. And I learned learned this from you, actually, that, you know, when someone is actually willing to give you their information in that moment is when they're the most warm. Like they've already right. made that decision to say, okay, I'm comfortable with this person contacting me. So if you can reach out to them, you know, as close to that moment as possible, you have much better chance of reeling them in and keeping them on that hook. Um, whereas if you wait a while, maybe, you know, a day or two longer, then they have that thought has kind of gone out of their mind. They may be in the middle of cooking or, you know, they may be planning a vacation or something. It's not quite as warm and good as it was when they first contacted you. So I've really tried to stay on top of that and at least have one follow-up email or text message to at least, you know, say, thank you so much for getting in touch. I'd love to chat. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, for you guys, where you're engaged on multiple channels, you know, you're on Facebook, you're on Instagram, you're on Google, you have a website. Plus, once they actually become a lead, you're hitting them up on email, you're calling them, you're texting them. You guys have really covered every sort of touch point when it comes to reaching out to your leads and potential buyers. And it's amazing to see how you're able to kind of move somebody through the process that way. Awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely a visual person. And seeing that move along is really important in driving me to keep someone as well. And I think as well, just touching it that you know, our market right now, our audience that we're going after heavy is first-time home buyers. You know, it seems to be the quickest opportunity because there's no house to sell, but it's also um, the the right price point uh, of homes that are selling as well. And I find first-time home buyers there on Instagram and Facebook, but they're also much more susceptible to text messaging. Yeah, totally. Yeah, which has been huge. That you know, the I. You always talk, especially, you know, with my other workplaces and that phone and email is key. Like you would never text. That's a bit unprofessional. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? If your audience prefers texting, then you you should be texting. (laughs) Yeah. And do you find like you get a better response from the texting versus some of the other methods that you reach out to people? 100%. And I don't know if it's the same for you, but 
you should always really do what you find better as well if it you know especially if you're in the kind of bracket that you're marketing towards and I very rarely respond to emails unless I absolutely have to in my own personal account yes and same with calls you know I think it's something that's going to take more than a couple of minutes or I really want to explain something to someone I'm going to wait and not answer that until I know I'm in the right place to do so but with a text I'm on my phone I can easily do it I don't really have to think about it I can say yes no um so it's it's easier for me so I know it's easier for the clients and I definitely get a better response and a conversation starts much more organically that way. Yep, that's amazing. So now that you are advertising on multiple channels, you're able to see the full pipeline, you've got a bunch of follow-up in place. How has that changed your business for the better? It's had a huge impact on the relationships that we're able to build. You know, we really enjoy making sure that the customer knows who we are and has full transparency and that we can develop a relationship that's a lot deeper than where they would traditionally meet us in the process. Right. They've explored designs with us and the questions with us and they know what locations are are out there, what different plans that we have from very, very early on, we can help guide and build that relationship and trust, which we don't typically get, you know, maybe until the house is actually under construction, which by that point can be very late. Like we don't know exactly necessarily what direction they want to go in until we're ready to go. But meeting them early on, we can help them really establish exactly what they want and what they can get. Yes, absolutely. So given that you've done this amazing job of building relationships with your customers and potential buyers, what would you say to other home builders who perhaps don't have it all figured out? Do you think there's anything particular that gets in the way of growth for most builders? Yeah, I think the industry is very protective sometimes. Like, People are afraid perhaps to give too many trade secrets away or to really sort of have their process out in the open. And I get that because it's a small community and you want to keep some things to yourself because, you know, you're successful or you want to be successful. So you don't want that to be fully out there, you know, how you do things. But I think it's so important for the customer to really understand the process very, very early on and even use that as a marketing tool so that, you know, most people don't understand how a house is built. Like they know yeah. it needs it needs walls and it needs a roof and it needs to be warm and it needs to not have water come in. <laughs> but they don't really understand the steps that it takes or even, you know, the permits that are involved, the inspections all the different sub-trades. So the more you can show that and include the customer, the more comfortable they're going to feel with you, with your brand and the whole process. They're not going to feel like you're holding anything back from them. I think that's the most important thing. Right. Yeah. And then they come into the relationship with you from a place of much more trust. And I would assume that that makes everything go much smoother because they've already seen that you're credible. They already understand things a little bit better. So they're not coming in 
suspicious. <laughs> exactly. And it, it's a full partnership. Like you're not buying a car really, unless it's a house that's already built, but you're not buying like a car and driving it off the lot right away. Right. You, you are watching the nuts and bolts go into it. You're seeing everything and, and we can tweak it to completely customize it for you. So that relationship is really important because we rely on the customers as well to pick out their selections on time and, and to know how they, you know, what paint colors they want. So it really is a partnership and it's co-produced really the houses. So if that, you know, if the customer isn't on board with the builder or the builder isn't on board with the customer, then there's, it's going to take a lot longer and it's not going to go as smooth. So yeah, for sure. The partnership is everything. Yeah, absolutely. So Lauren, we're getting towards the end. Sadly, (laughs) I could talk to you all day. (laughs) So I'd love to ask where our listeners can find out more about new Victorian homes. Yes. So you can browse any of our plans and designs on newvictorianhomes.ca. It's all spelled out newvictorianhomes.ca. And you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram new victorian homes for both as well awesome thank you lauren so to clue it up with one last question for you what is your definition of success like when you walk away from this industry whether that's to pursue something else or when you retire what do you hope that you will have done here i think Success really comes from knowing that you've left your mark on something so that, you know, someone somewhere is going to say, oh, that's how Lauren did it or Lauren did really good at doing this. And they use what you have done in the past potentially to mold what they're going to be doing. But also a sense of not spinning tires anymore. Like I want to get to a point where you've really delved into what you're working at and your industry, you know it inside out you've smoothed every process and you've really got it running like a well-oiled machine. And I think that's the definition of success is not spinning tires and to kind of sit back and say, okay, I'm still, I still want to grow. I still want to be innovative, but I have this working pretty well right now. I love that. I think that's amazing. Thank you. (laughs) I don't know if I'll get there, but hopefully one day. (laughs) Yeah, I think we are all striving for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Lauren. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. And all of you listening, definitely connect with Lauren and check out new Victorian homes. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Beyond the Tools. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. I'd love if you could also share this episode with a fellow contractor who is ready to get off the tools and grow their business. And if you want more leads, sign up for our email list at reflectivemarketing.com, where we share weekly marketing insights that you can't get anywhere else. I'm Crystal Hobbs, and I hope you'll join me on the next episode of Beyond the Tools. See you next time.